Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. We're in Weird Johnny era. <coughs> yeah, we finally made it. I will tell you right now, I have been dying to talk about this, but will not bring it to any of my other shows because I feel like I'll just get laughed off the podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> now, but I know that you, you know I need my I need my design boys. You know yeah, what I mean right. to talk about this is the, the content Ivory we crave. Knows. Yeah, this yeah. is like we are in. So, <laughs> what I'll say is, do you understand? Do you have much of a conception of like what this product is, this red nose for comic relief? Does that is that a thing I, that you have? We don't have a red no- in this country in the United States, we do not have a red nose anything. And comic relief, I feel like I've heard of comic relief, but I from don't the, think it's from has the a British big office. <laughs> that oh, yeah, was is that the why? Fir- that's the first time I've ever heard of red nose days or comic relief is like David Brown oh, doing the yeah. comic relief thing. Yeah, there I think there is a, like some form of comic relief in the US, but it's just not the same. So like Yeah. Comic Relief in the UK has been around for for all of my life. It was started in 1985 um, by some uh, by some comedians and a comic writer, Richard Curtis, who you'll know is the writer of Love Actually. I think, oh, yeah, Love okay. Actually, mm-hmm. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, and a comedian who's very popular in the UK called Lenny Henry. They started this charity, um, and it was basically a it's a kind of it runs for like a few weeks or a month every year but it culminates with like a a telethon kind of idea with lots uh-huh, of comedians uh-huh. doing sketch based stuff we have something else in the UK called children in need which happens in november which is like a similar idea but just raising money for children's charities but comic relief raises money for various charities depending on the focus of that time gotcha um now and part of the fundraising that has always existed for comic relief is the red nose. And there's a day called red nose day. That's like the highlighted day. That's when they might have this kind of like telethon kind of thing. If they're going to do that, although there hasn't always been that, but like red nose day is like the day people wear red noses at work, that kind of stuff. And you're encouraged to buy one of the comic relief red noses. They partner with different, uh, supermarkets this year they partnered with Amazon as well to do like fulfillment um, uh-huh. of the red noses and so you pay and then that, all that money gets donated to charity now throughout my whole life these red noses have been made of some kind of rubber material typically or a plastic oh, material not a foam not like a foam yeah, not that foam no hmm. huh. so and they've had they've come in various shapes and sizes, and over the years they've had different kind of like spins. There was like a yellow nose one year, which would Ooh. change color if you held it; it would go red. It's like ah, mm-hmm. so, but they try and do it. They they have new ones to get you to keep participating, right? Yeah. Well, this year out of the blue, there's a new one designed by Sir Johnny Ive. Sir Johnny Ive has designed the red nose this year, and I think the design is genius. It's mm. mostly paper. It almost looks like a Christmas decoration, but like mm-hmm. it folds. It's like a piece of plastic, and you unfold it. It's got some elastic in it, and it becomes a red ball, which you can put on your nose. 
And as somebody who grew up wearing red noses, this is genius to me because this thing, I have one, more comfortable than the rubber ones, which would just dig into your nose all day. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole thing, I think, is, is this to me is just like... I'm so impressed by the design. <laughs> yes. I just think it's such a smart design. It's uh, paper and plant-based plastics as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes mm-hmm. in a little case. Like, I just think it's it's genius. Like, and there's a quote here from Johnny says, "We've grown up with comic relief and are proud to support their remarkable work." Like that is like the idea of like if you are British, you just mm-hmm. know this charity, you know what it yeah. does, and it's like so. A lot of people are like, "What is? Why has he made a clown nose?" He's not made clown nose. He's made a very important British charity. Yeah, material. yeah. It's like a yeah, symbol. Yeah. It's like the poppy thing too, right? Where it's yes. like, yeah, you know, like you could see him designing a poppy pin, and it's like, yep. Out of context, it's like, why did you make this flower pin? It's like, well, okay, hold mm-hmm. on, you know, yeah. yeah. This is, this is yeah. Remembrance Day, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think the whole thing is, is, I think it's smart, but I also think it's. It's really interesting to see the things that Johnny is doing, right? Because we spoke about the that paper thing that he made um, with our now yeah, king, yeah, the, the the crest, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah. What was it called? The terracotta. That yep. was it. The terracotta yep. thing. Uh, so I just find it super interesting that he's doing this. It's a lot of charity stuff. He's making a lot of charity based products. Yeah, well, I think the connection. I think there's a pretty clear connection of the red nose to Apple stuff. Is I think Johnny Ive gets a real thrill out of designing something that is going to touch a lot of people. So, like how popular Apple was and how many iPods and iPhones and computers they made. I think it was a thrill to him to be able to have a hand in designing things that so many people got it to got to interact with. So I think same thing with this red nose. It's like you're designing something that millions of people are going to be opening the box and, and putting it on their nose and interacting with it. And I think that is, that would be my guess of what's mm-hmm. really appealing by that. The second thing is my impression is that, uh, and this, I think a lot of this is coming from that YouTube clip of him being on the Blue Peter oh, uh, children's show. Is yeah. I think he just like loves Britain and he loves being British. Like I think there's like <laughs> just like a lot of pride there. Like it, to me, this felt like a totally natural fit of like, of course, he wants to have a hand in this thing that's like a very kind of proud British tradition. It's fun. It's also fun. Yeah, it seems yeah. like he would want to be doing something fun after being yeah. in the slog of like, oh, let's make we design this iPhone that you got to make millions and millions of. You know, yeah. it's like the yeah. opposite. It also like fits to his kind of idea, I think, of like, there's a thing that's been a certain way for a really long time. How can I start again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So I have a question about. Let's describe this like object. I have a question about this. Uh, about how this thing works so it basically mm-hmm. it it looks like those little party balls that come flat mm-hmm. and you like unfold them into a sphere and it's like the quilted paper yeah but i have a question when you hold that thing and you open it halfway to 100 degrees uh is it feel kind of neutral like it could go either way like when you let's say you fold it 270 degrees yep. to where it's almost closed. Does it clamp closed basically the rest yes. of the way? Cause it's okay. got, it's got elastic in it. Yeah. I could see the rubber band. I was just, 
so there's no hinge, but it's literally, it's neutral, kind of. Or it could go either way when you have it open yeah. halfway yep. and it wants to either spring closed or open. Yeah. Okay, mm. I got it. Mm. So yeah, it's, it, to me, the thing, this is what I think is remarkable about this object to me, is it's obviously designed by a person who is used to not having industrial processes be in the way of their design. Like this thing, uh, like they really got to be like, we'll go back to the drawing board all the way. And if we need to like make a machine to make this thing, we'll do it. Like he's used to being in that mode. And so he's like, we could literally start from scratch. It's like scorched earth is... It's yeah, not, it's yeah. Like and the, it, the way he's done this. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard thing, I think, to do if you're an industrial designer because you're used to working in these constraints of industry. <clears throat> but in Apple's case, obviously, they have these different constraints of like volume and supply chain, but they do not have the constraint of like, well, this machine doesn't exist. We can't do this process. They're like, screw that. I'm used to making processes, right? Yep. And so to me, I don't think they did anything crazy here. Like nothing is a new process, but to have the confidence to be like, yeah, we can follow this up with the manufacturing to make this happen. That's the thing that I think is unique about this, where it's like, we're going to dream big and design this. Because usually you see stuff like this, and it's always from industrial design students who are not actually working in the real world. This 100% to me, you've nailed that. This more than anything feels like uh, someone went to a design college and said, yeah. You get to design the red nose. What does it look like? And someone yeah. would create this and they would go, that's nice. That's like, cool. Like, but that's a great idea. You'll never no sell one's for $2.50. Like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's just like, and that's so, too complicated. You've gone too far. We always know yeah. they've been rubber. Like, you see them in the stores. They're in these boxes. And they're like, this ain't going to work. It like it looks like yeah. a de- it's an indenture case. Like, it's this tiny little yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's this this is what you can do when you're Johnny Ive. It's like, oh man, I'm just gonna, this is, you want me to do (laughs) this? This is what it looks like. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't know what the magic is. It might be that almost everyone can do this if you have a decent scale, but you don't have the confidence to do it. Or it might be that he has the supplier relationships or the engineer or whatever. It's like, because it is, you're, you're right, Mike. It's like, this is something that would come out of like an industrial design graduate program or something where it's like someone really thought about this. They were innovative and interesting, but these I things die when you try to make them in the real world because yeah. like the processes don't exist. Yeah. But here they're like, you know what? <laughs> that, that machine that makes those like party favor things really cheaply. We want you to customize it to make a really tiny one. And the company was like, well, that's going to cost like, Three hundred thousand dollars, and they're like, "That's okay." <laughs> so that, that's the difference. But it's amazing. That's and what's so awesome about that is it allows you to actually make something that is just like super well designed, super well opinionated. And the thing to me that really like does this makes it seem so awesome is like if you look, all of the radiuses of all of the like little pill shapes that this thing has all are like offset from each other personally. Like you can tell that they just had complete control. Mm -hmm. Like they probably made their own custom rubber O-ring gaskets to do the elastic thing. Like they didn't have to make some size that exists. They're like, no, we're going to make our own. And so you can really just control it down to like the nth degree and it shows. 
He said, uh, Johnny says, this new and seemingly simple red nose has been a fabulously complex little object to design and make and has involved our entire team. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. People might think it's, it's complex. Like the design part is like the, the, th- the, the, the rendering, the visual design or the usability design. No. I bet you 90% of the effort was on the manufacturing side of this thing. Yeah. Mm. I could be wrong, but it just feels like <laughs> it feels like they really had to move some some mountains to do this. I could be completely wrong, but it just feels like oof. So okay. Mike, are you saying that this will not be the nose next year? Like they change it every year or does it kind of depend on Typically, it changes. I mean, maybe it's not every year, but they try to refresh the design a lot so you'll buy the new one. Yeah. You know, like they may now iterate on Johnny's design. So, like, it may yeah, have different patterns or different colors, you know, like, like, yeah. uh, shades yeah. or things so the, like that. The, no, the nose itself is a fundraiser, Big not time. just like a recognition thing to drive fundraising in some other way. Like, it's I actually. I think it's the big fundraiser. Yeah. Interesting. Like, because the idea really. Especially like kids, and if you work in like large offices, like well, you will buy one of these. And it's also just—it's one of these cultural things. Like, and I think it's one of the reasons they always they will partner with supermarkets. Is you're doing your grocery shopping, and you will just buy one. Like, you will just mm-hmm. buy one because yeah. it's mm-hmm. just what we do. We just buy one. It's one of the charities mm-hmm. that that people support here. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of probably one of the reasons they partnered with Amazon. I felt like a sucker because I bought four of them from the Red Nose website, paid five pounds shipping, free on Amazon. It's like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> darn you, Amazon. With their free shipping, man. It's killing the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more question. Are those, uh, there's no hinge, right? Like, um, you know, the two little balls yep. that seem like they're unhinged? Can you just like pull them apart? They've actually. Are they attached? They're kind of attached by okay. some clear plastic. That seems oh. to it kind of like weaves in between them. It's oh, like a that's what that little band thing yep. is. Uh, okay, interesting. It's a very, it's a seemingly simple object that, like, the more Not you simple. look at it, it's like this was hard. Yeah. This was real. Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they definitely had to put in that O ring first before they put in the paper little c and then they you know and then that keeps the c yeah it's just mm-hmm. it's just well done it's just yeah. clever it's just you know see this is why because i know i bring it to any of these stupid tech shows but oh what are you making a red nose for has it got any usb-c ports on it <laughs> no it's great i mean what a great object yeah. and to me like okay, this is probably my bias but to me the thing that people respond to when they see something like this is yeah it's clever but I think they see the opinion, like they see the how everything is harmonious. Like I think people see that. They may not be able to articulate it, but I think they can feel that every little detail of this has been fussed over, even if they couldn't describe why or or what's similar about it. But I don't know. It just really feels nice, just like an iPhone, where it's like every part of this has really been fussed mm-hmm. over, or any like well-made, you know, object. Can mm-hmm. I know? You know, maybe this seems like hyperbolic or whatever, but when I see something like that, and you know, you, I know that there have been designs that potentially went in the wrong direction. Maybe Johnny was at the helm or whatever. But like, 
we are truly living in the time of one of the greats. Like mm-hmm. the his body of work from these esoteric things to these important things. Like he is one of the captains of industry. Like I don't even I can't think of the word, but of just like historically, his contribution to society is mammoth. Like this 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 one guy and his work. Obviously, I understand lots of people involved, blah, 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 blah. But, like, his body of work is obscene. Like, it's obscene. Mm. <laughs> like, his portfolio. Like, how many people in history have a portfolio like Johnny Ive? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think it exists, right? Like, yeah. I know that we hold the greats, right? Like, I'm a big fan of The Last Detail, right? Like, I understand, like, <laughs> like Dieter Rams, you know, like, I, I get, like, his him being there. We're living with Johnny Ive now, right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I just want him to write a book one day. Like, I just want him to just speak. So we have some kind of. I really want something from him on his principles, so yeah. people can study them later on. Mm-hmm. From but like, so we hear it from him, so we understand mm-hmm. a little bit about more about how he approaches these things. Because this guy is is a genius. Like mm-hmm. I think, to me, I think the thing that's like he's so remarkable. It, it's gonna be the the confidence and the vision. Yeah, like the fact that he can just because of who he is and what he's done in the past, he can just command. He can talk people into doing stuff like this, and I think I bet you his like design principles that he would say are probably not. Uh, probably that much different than Dieter Rams or any like good design. It's like pretty normal stuff. It's just that he, he is able to, he's just able to get people to listen to him and be like, no, mm-hmm. we're going to do it this way. And they'll be like, okay. But I think like, <laughs> like the articulation the of that confidence and understanding what his conviction is, I think that is important to hear. Yeah, for sure. Like, for yeah. sure. For sure. Because I yeah. agree with you. I think one of the differences between him and other people is he has an idea and he just, that's his idea. Like he just sticks to it, and I think so many well, people who knows? will compromise. Maybe there was like fifty of these. Like yeah. who knows what? Yeah, you yeah. Know, who yeah. knows how confident it is? But yeah, so I, I agree. Getting like a a a real like an insight into his like how he does that would be. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I there was a recently he did that sit down interview with Kara Swisher and it was uh, Lauren Powell Jobs and Tim Cook as well, the three of them. And I agree completely. Just like every time he speaks, it's just so clear. Like he has such a clarity of thought and how he goes about uh, the world and how he thinks about things and how he solves problems. And yeah, it's that <laughs> book by him is not something I realized i wanted until you just said it now i'm like super sad it doesn't exist already <laughs> like uh so i yeah i hope he, that's something he he's still got work to do you know yeah. like he's, yeah. he's like still got work to do he'll do that yeah. later you know yeah i am happy as yeah. well like saying that that we are seeing things like this i was worried like that was it you know like when when he left and started his firm it was like oh him and mark newson are gonna make some stuff for like the red charity every once in a while. And then that's the end of it, you know? Right. Um, and yeah. I, I feel, I'm feeling more and more now, like, no, like he's still around. Then like, he's gonna, not going to necessarily do the things you expect him to do, but he's going to do stuff. And like, this is yeah. the biggest thing that he's done 
since DuPont. Yeah, but it's, yeah, and it's not even that he's doing stuff. It's like I said before, he's doing stuff in a uh, ubiquitous way or a way that can actually be seen and appreciated by people. So it's like the Leica camera that he designed for the Red Charity uh, with Mark Newsom is like, that's a cool thing to like look at in pictures, but it's like a one of one, like it's an art object. You're never going to get to use that <laughs> because it's this super expensive. And so like a lot of the Mark Newsom stuff, like the fancy hourglass and stuff, it's like, these are like art objects and those can be interesting in their own right. But this little $3 thing is like such a different, it's the totally other side of it where it's like, designed for the masses where it's like everyone is able to appreciate these thoughtful details and that's just kind of a nice thing to see yeah i agree very cool thanks for thanks for showing this uh beautiful uk thing to to us we wouldn't have even seen it over here across (laughs) the pond yeah but i just i knew it was it's in our wheelhouse um yeah (laughs) the mark three has started chipping i've been seeing people posting it on instagram and stuff yeah, how, it has begun. How, how's it going? What's feedback been like? Like, where are you at in the process? It's going fine, going good so far. Feedback is good. Like of the few people that have received them, there's no problems so far. People seem really happy with it. Um, our main hiccup, which uh, <laughs> we should probably need to post a Kickstarter update about this soon, but like there is a problem with the copper coating on the all of the copper knocks we did so we have to have them recoded and so we're actually kind of at a little bit of a standstill right now where we've we've kind of fulfilled all of the domestic it's like comp we have these like filters for it's like what can we actually fulfill based on the inventory we have so it's like we fulfilled like all the domestic orders if you ordered only a uh, black and silver and or mechanism like those are out the door but if you had any other color variant or you're like overseas those haven't yet shipped but we'll be sending inventory to the uk soon so it's like we're building up stock of those and kind of waiting on the other colors to be able to to do those as well yeah and you know it's it's funny we this this issue with the pvd coating has happened several times and it's like you just they can recoat them you know it's and it's this crazy process where they looked perfect when we got them and we started assembling them and started applying pressure to the coating. It would, the, it would come off, which means it's hard to know like what exactly is going on. There's probably some kind of oxidization or some, I don't know, that's their responsibility to figure yeah. that out. But it's one of those things where it's like, it looked all great. And then we started assembling them and it was like, uh Oh, <laughs> so so it, it was a, it sucks because we were like all ready and we were all geared up. And then it was like, oh no. Because mm-hmm. luckily the Mark III is simpler, the simplest to assemble of any of the like writing instruments we've made. And a lot of the complexity is actually in putting together the mechanism. And that part is like, we can, we can do now or, or already have done. And so it will actually be pretty quick to like when the new uh, knocks come back to like actually get things shipping again really in like big batches so do you find this out as part of like test testing like do you know to do this well so that would have happened pre like before like when we were designing it and stuff and then now for instance i don't actually know 
we got a big batch of them. I don't know what percentage of them have the problem. Huh. But it is it is better for us to just send them away to have them all good so that we don't have to go through this process of like putting them in, do like doing our normal testing and then seeing that this one's messed up and taking it out. You know, it's better to just be like, hey, redo these because like a certain a big percentage of them have a problem. So it's like yeah. that's often how this goes, where it's like it's a quality control issue and it's not like it's never this binary black and white thing. It's like they're never absolutely perfect and they're never all wrong. And you're always making a decision decision of like, okay, do we have these remade? Do we deal with this? Do we, you know? And so uh, for this, in this case, because they can recoat them with no paint, like it doesn't mess them up at all. And it's pretty quick turnaround. We're just like, oh, just recoat them. That's like mm. the best solution. So, mm-hmm. but it is, it's, it's tricky. This uh, PVD process is like, it is a, very sensitive and difficult process to achieve period with like really advanced machinery and so we have noticed like we have lots of problems with it yeah but it's Mm -hmm. just like what it is it's like what it is so like i'm not certain that a different supplier maybe but i'm not certain a different supplier would make a huge difference like they just they just say like it's just hard i mean if you have a supplier that if it goes wrong they're going to take care of it and fix it it's kind yeah. of the, and that's always the case. It's always helpful, like, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't dissuade me from like using this process and or or, or anything, but it is like it is just like ah. Mm-hmm. So that's where that thing are. But but it is going quick. Like it's going pretty quick. Like if we had the parts here, mm-hmm. we'd be we'd be booking pretty good. good so it we'll, we'll yeah, we'll get it done. One uh, one funny thing that happened is uh, we start we shipped that first batch. It was like I, I think like 150 to 150 backers or something, and then we got a couple emails that of the people that ordered the pencil along with the 0.5 millimeter replacement mechanism, and they were like, "Hey, this this URL that's printed on the mechanism packaging." like doesn't go anywhere and it's like oh whoops we didn't we were supposed to put up like instructions for how to change the uh uh <laughs> so it's like oh yeah that was on our to-do list so we just haven't done it yet so just like very quickly i just like that night when we found out about that i'd like shot a quick video of like here's how to here's how to uh, oh, you change the even, mechanism you've done none yeah, of I, hadn't, it. I hadn't even made it yet i got, it just like slipped my mind like oh yeah this is the thing we need to do and so uh, I guess that is the co- that is the price of uh, beating our our shipping estimate uh, so thoroughly. Um, and so yeah, it's like we just filmed that really quickly that night and then put it up so that people weren't getting a four hundred four anymore whenever they tried to see how to replace their mechanism. You know, I was just I just was thinking we what was something we didn't talk about, and there's not much to talk about now, but the purple Mark One. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that thing. That must have sold pretty well. I got to imagine. It did. It did. It did good. Even though it was like more expensive because the coating is very yeah. involved and expensive, and so we were like, "What's going to happen here?" But, um, but yeah, it did. It did good. It did, and it. Uh, we'll see how you know. Talk to us next episode. We'll probably have a post mortem on like, you know, because we have to have a production run. So I think it will go fine. But it all, it, you know, things could be weird or you know whatever mm-hmm. but but yeah it's really it's cool i could tell you what that thing was a real pain in the butt to shoot photos of 
and trying to capture video <laughs> of it, the right? like iridescent. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like the angle of the light changes the color. And so it's like, it's just, it was just like pretty gnarly to like get a representative photo of it. But but it's good. Yeah, it, it turned out well. And uh, it's exciting. It'll be exciting to see like... There's also just some very like the knock. There's variation in that PVD yep. process too, like on purpose. So it's gonna be interesting. It'll be cool. And uh, yeah, so I don't know what we really learned from that. One thing that one thing I think one lesson is we were really thinking about pricing for it uh, because it did get really high. It's always like 120 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. usually these pins are like you know 85 or you know roughly, and but the thing we almost always do for pricing is we just like have set margins. So we figure out like what it costs to make and then we do like, you know, four times as much or whatever. And having that as like an algorithm actually feels pretty good in terms of like, oh, we're not just making up pricing numbers. Like it's like if this thing is more expensive to make, we just charge more for it. And it and I still think it feels pretty um, like honest. Yeah, because a lot of times, yeah. like a luxury brand, that's like a pure luxury brand. It's like, why is this so expensive? And it doesn't exactly make sense. And sometimes it really doesn't make sense. And they're just <laughs> marketing up because it's luxury and they can. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a little bit weird about like, oh, do we want to make these really expensive things? Because it starts to feel like, are we a luxury brand? But we're really not because we don't play that game. It's like we're basically just charging things what what makes sense for us to have a healthy business and yes. what they cost. And so that feels, it was good to, although this thing was more expensive, like stick to our guns in terms of we need healthy margins to have this business, the size of business that we have and do it the way we're doing it. And if that means that things got to be more expensive, like that's okay. And so that felt good to like, come to terms with that and then have it actually still sell like well it didn't just like completely mm-hmm. plummet so yeah i've been having that, like a that was one aspect of it recently with cortex brand stuff of like we've been looking at some different materials and these materials will increase prices yeah of, of stuff that i'm looking at and it's like i feel like guilty but it's like well we need to have a margin right because otherwise mm-hmm. yeah this isn't a business doesn't work right mm-hmm. yeah and and i'm kind of coming to the thinking of like it will cost what it costs for us to be able to produce it and make money on it. If you don't want it for that price, that is totally fine. But like, I'm, we're not doing this to be like, ha ha, I got him. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's just it's about, we have an amount of money that we try to make on products. And if we, if we can't achieve that on something, we just won't do it because <laughs> it's not going to make sense for, our time you know like especially for yeah. me and gray one of the things that's complicated is this is not our full-time work so mm-hmm. it's not so much that like we need to produce this stuff to be able to feed our families and run our business but it's more like we need to be able to produce these products and it make the time that we spend on them make sense Mm-hmm. Right, it's like mm-hmm. it's just a slightly different way of looking at it. Of like, well, yeah. if I'm going to spend time on this, I'm going to take this time away from other things, whether that's other work, other opportunities at work, or family, or like whatever, or just like mm-hmm. taking time away that I could otherwise be doing nothing. So mm-hmm. it's got it's got to make sense there, otherwise it it 
there's no there isn't really much point in in pursuing something right yeah it's also like how industries are built i mean like industries have certain standard margins and it's like the things and products and services in those industries are designed like designed to work in those margins like for like retail consumer stuff it's like really common to have they're called keystone pricing where it's like if the thing costs ten dollars to make landed you 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 sell it for 40 retail price like that's just standard and people assume like for paid ads like there's a lot of assumptions that you have those margins and that makes these businesses in the industry work. And if you start breaking out of that, then either people, consumers can feel it. They'll be like, this is too expensive for what it is. Or you just can't like have a sustainable business because you're like breaking these kind of fundamental rules. That's one thing that as we've been thinking more and more about the business studio need as a business and talking to people, the more I'm realizing like, oh, this is way more standardized than you think like I was talking to someone I forget who it was some business context and it was like a business person and they're like yeah there's like real standards of when you're thinking about hiring people uh that there's like a multiple on what you pay them for salary for like what they produce in terms of income for a business and that's somewhat standard and the reason it's standard is because if there was some business opportunity where you had a level of arbitrage where you could like say hire someone for $100,000 a year, but they generate like $800,000 of revenue, the markets would shift and like all businesses would start doing that, right? And then mm. it flattens the mm. the competitive market for the So like there's, there's actually like real rules of thumbs that are like mm. existing throughout these markets. And so it, it definitely pays to kind of follow the crowd in some of these economic situations where it's just like, okay, mm. let's not like overthink this. This is like standard for a reason. So it is, it's, it's interesting for sure. I had a question on um, thinking about, you know, the stuff that we've been talking about last few episodes of treating the business differently. I noticed mm-hmm. that you put product reviews on the website and I yeah. wondered mm-hmm. if this was similar and, and kind of what that's, being like giving the ability for anyone to put whatever they want on your website like what has that been like yeah i mean so far it's been good because all the reviews have been uh positive when the one star reviews start rolling in we'll see how we feel (laughs) (laughs) they're never gonna happen uh the yeah so this is total 100 percent in line with all the stuff we've been talking about about business stuff and taking this seriously. So this was specifically a recommendation of the guys we hired to do, uh, to help us with paid social ads. They just said, Hey, have you ever considered having reviews on your site? We found it really helps with, I think it was like Google shopping ads or something. Some, they know there's some mechanism in place where it's like having the reviews actually helps surface something or or people wanting to click on it or whatever the case may be. And I think, as we've mentioned before, we've kind of taken it as a point this year where it's like, let's be open to those things yes. instead of just like, no, we're not going to do that we're for this, this, and this reason. For yeah. like reviews. Yeah. yeah. And so it was one of those things where it's like, let's just do it. Like, let's not mm-hmm. overthink it. Let's just do it. And, you know, try to do a nice job implementing it and stuff. But, um, 
And so it's there. Yeah. And so actually, uh, dear listener, if you want to review any of our products, you can do that. Just uh, go to any product page and scroll to the bottom and you can add a review there. Five stars and only, though. That's five stars that's only, thoroughly please. considered act um, that we're all made. Five star and only. So, and so this is interesting because not only does this like tie into, uh, you know, the ad stuff that I just said, it's like we could now potentially and what we probably will do is like or I guess it's kind of a question at this point, like do we do review prompts now where it's like someone buys a Mark one, do we email them two weeks later to say, Hey, you've been using your pen for a couple of weeks. Would you be interested in writing a review? Is there a nice way we can do that? That feels kind of the studio neat way of doing that rather than some of those prompts I've received in the past where it's like, just feels really kind of automated and inauthentic and, makes me not want to write a review for it. So again, it's like these, if you think of it through the right lens, it's like, this is a design challenge. This is a design opportunity to do something that may be gross or feel not great in the wrong hands. Like, can we actually make this kind of a nice experience or or kind of a, a good feeling for the customer? I've got to say, I love, I love the mind virus of, saying this is a design challenge mm-hmm. like seriously i think that's such a great way of reshaping and rethinking things you don't necessarily want to do like mm-hmm. yeah i can imagine if i would have asked you three months ago have you considered like you know like that that whole thing of like sending an email mm-hmm. to yeah. someone and asking to leave a product mm-hmm. review it'd just be like mm-hmm. i won't do that like that just seems mm-hmm. boring yeah. but like if you look at it through the lens of like well but how can i do it differently and even if you don't come up with this groundbreaking thing approaching it as an idea of like this is an opportunity to to do something nobody else is doing there's an element of excitement and intrigue in that when you sit down Mm -hmm. to try and think about it i I really like Mm -hmm. that as like a framing device yeah yeah these reviews are a really interesting case because I think the pushback we would have maybe given on the reviews, if you asked us like six months ago, would have been, oh, it adds a lot of clutter to the site, which is tr- absolutely true. Um, but the huge upside of it is just like social proof. Like if you're going to buy an expensive pin or nice dock or something, like having some people there who are like giving their actual, you know, experience, like that is good. Like that's good for the customer, like no mm-hmm. doubt. And so it's it was never like this, like, oh, this is a horrible thing. It was always just kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe later. And I think, yeah, being in this space where we're just willing to kind of try things out and iterate quickly on it is feels really good. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think there are a little bit of things that we would change about the review, like system or platform we're using, but in general, it like is fine. It's like passable. Uh, and then, you know, if it, if it ends up something we really love doing and, you know, who knows, maybe we, tweak it to where it feels even better i don't know but it is it is really fun being in this space of like let's just try it let's Mm. just try this let's just try this and be yeah so yeah i think the other component of it uh so mike you said kind of like the mind virus of everything's like a design problem like how do we make this nice i think the other way the other important way to look at this is how can i turn this into like a positive customer experience or a customer interaction. So it's like, 
I've always viewed like things going wrong as like, this is your chance. It's like you, you can turn a, a dissatisfied customer into like a loyal fan by yeah. how you react to that situation. So it's like previously uh, in putting reviews on the site, there might've been a part of me that's like, well, what if like someone writes a bad review? Like, how do I feel about that sitting there? But it's like, well, the other way to look at it is like, that's an opportunity for us to respond like public, like you can reply publicly to right. a comment and the way you respond to that and your attitude says something about your company. And you can see that as an opportunity of how do you respond to negative feedback? Um, in a positive light. And so I, I think there's like, there's two sides to all these coins and there's, there's ways to spin it to where it's like, Oh, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. And we get to feedback, design feedback, uh, which we've been missing, you know, like just straight up like, Oh, this doesn't work or having people like actually, you know, we don't see it in use as much as we would like. And so having people talk about their experience is like super useful for us, like revi revising the product or et cetera, et cetera. So, mm -hmm. so that's also really good. Yeah. Super weird how you can have like thousands and thousands of something out in the world, but you'd otherwise wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like you mm -hmm. see the numbers and it's just like, She's like, all right, I guess they're okay. out there. Like occasionally yeah, well, someone will post a picture on Instagram and tag us, but like, and the know. feedback we get coming in previous to these reviews was almost ever would be problems, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Even if it's yeah. like only yeah. like 2% or so, you know? And so having another place, sometimes people will reach out and we really appreciate it when they're like, yep. hey, I really like this or whatever, but that's not the norm. And so having yeah. a place where there can also just be positive feedback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think a, a good example of this, this isn't in our, our notes, but it's we can maybe have a little tangent here is like, Something I would love more feedback on is the Mark One packaging and this kind of shift to these heat sealed packet pouches. Because um, I have heard some people say, you know, this isn't as nice as I expected yeah. it to be. Like, it doesn't feel like premium packaging for this premium pen. And then on the flip side, I've heard the, the opposite where it's like, this is perfect, like, I don't care about the packaging. Like it should be as minimal and like at least waste as possible, which is like what we were going for. Mm -hmm. And so we're very much considering like reevaluating that. Like how can we get this balance where it still feels like a nice unboxing experience or feels like a nice thing, but doesn't feel like this big wasteful thing. Um, yeah, like I had a few people reach out when we did the newer round of the Cortex Mark 1s because we mm -hmm. changed the packaging, right? Because you changed the mm -hmm. packaging. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple of people who were like, this surprised me or like I was, mm -hmm. I was expecting more for this. And it's kind of, you know, I'm just, I don't really know what to say. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, what were you going to do with it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and like the, the really, the, the product, the value of the product is in the actual product, not the packaging. Right. But it's, right. yeah, it, it is a thing that, it's that a balance. some people do. It's a thing that people value. It's a thing that we value, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. a good a mm -hmm. good unboxing experience is is great. And like yeah. I loved the cork trays, but ultimately this was the whole thing of like once I opened that would that would I was done with it. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. I think that uh, yeah. to me the thing that everyone wants to feel is just attention and care. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they they want to see that we actually have thought about the packaging. And I think it's easy 
for like the packaging we have now to think that we haven't thought as much about it when really we have. It's just like we just made some choices that made it seem like simpler. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a way, there's a needle to thread where it is simple, but it looks that care has been taken and thoughtfulness has been taken. One thing Mm -hmm. we do is we include like a letter inside that is like, like, you know, initialed or signed by the person that assembled the, the, like the object. And so that is like our attempt at like how to do this in a simple way, but we might have to just dial up the quote fantiness. But the thing that always the game, I think has changed. I would say 10 years ago, if you did packaging that had any kind of thoughtfulness, it was unique and interesting. Like when all the e-commerce stuff started, but now you can buy the cheapest white label Amazon thing. That's like the crappiest version of the thing. And it will have kind of nice packaging. Yeah. <laughs> it's become default, right? And so I think there's actually somewhat of a danger there where they just become neutral. It's like table stakes. And so yeah. it's like, I, I think it's not really worth spending all this money on packaging and attention on packaging if you're going to do something that is so default because it just becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think our what we've been talking about is like, how do we do something that's nice, but that still feels like, unique or interesting or catches the eye because it's like the the table stakes at this point are are actually it's pretty they're pretty it's pretty good packaging like yeah 10 years ago would have been like this is amazing packaging but now <laughs> it's just like the cheapest thing on amazon also gets that packaging so it's very like uh i don't know what do we do it's like all the journals and and the psychic notepads they're just um shrink wrapped and i do that yeah. because i don't want the product to get damaged so much mm-hmm. or like you know I'm just trying yeah. to limit some of the damage and also keep the pages closed Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah, but you know, like our supplier was like, "Hey, we could look at like a kind of like a rice papery kind of thing." And uh-huh. it's like, I don't think, it, but it was something like that, like a, a different mm-hmm. kind of paper. And it's like mm, that's interesting, and like, and I might look at that in the future because it will feel nicer. But like the thing that I want to test is like, okay, but is it is it gonna do the job that shrink wrap does? Like that's yeah, that's the thing, wraps. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's tricky. It's uh. It's fun, but it is tricky. It's like I don't like the shrink wrap experience. Like when I open no, one no of one my does. journals, I don't like it. But mm-hmm. it's the best thing to achieve what I need, which is like well, I want it to arrive with a, you ready to go, not like all tattered up and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. and moisture and humidity is a yeah. thing to yeah. consider in that world too. Like it mm-hmm. actually matters, mm-hmm. especially if it's going on yeah. a boat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they're sitting in warehouses, you know. Yep. And, and yeah. So it's like... I had, yeah, I probably won't change. You just you like yeah, I gotta gotta keep that because it's paper, right? Like yeah, you don't want to arrive and it's moldy or whatever. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> it's really but like I know it. It you know we're selling luxury products by paper standards in pricing, and I know that it comes. It's like it's it's fiddly to open even, but like yeah, mm-hmm. we. I don't really know what more to do. Like, you know, like I, I opened a, a Apple Magic Keyboard today and mm. even that had shrink wrap on it. Like you take the shrink mm. wrap off and then you do the fun. Yeah. Like opening yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. you have to have shrink wrap. I think you have to have shrink wrap. I think you yeah. have to. Yeah. I think you have to have some environmental seal on stuff that you're sending, especially paper. Yeah. Yeah. And we do put them on boats now too. Like the, the, yeah. the most mm. recent one we put on a boat, which is the first time I'd done that. I'd flown everything else before. Mm. But I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. Man, it's so different. 
Like, yeah. it's so different. Like, so much more work has to go into that. Yep. Where it's just yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. we're booked for this date four weeks later. All right, we're finally going. It's like, what's yeah, no, going on? Yeah, welcome to, yeah. welcome to the... Yeah. And when you put yeah. something on a plane, if it misses it, it misses it by like a day, right? Yeah. 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 You put yeah. it on a yeah. boat and it's like, and it's like, all right, we're on the way. And then it's like, it's arrived. And it's like... It'd be ready in three weeks. <laughs> what yeah. is happening? It's, it's a very different experience. the back of the boat yeah. and they got to unload it and it takes a week. Very yeah, different just, experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're so the packaging, I don't even know how we got here, but oh yeah, you, you brought that's it up. Reviews. Yeah, so that's yeah. another thing. But for, for the way we're thinking about it, it's all about brand opportunity. And it's not like what's the graphic design brand opportunity, but like what's the, how do we communicate the Tom... Like Studio Neat is like making stuff for people and we care about it. Like that's really the whole jam that we want to communicate. So it's a fun thing. But oh, one other thing I would just say that's an interesting little tidbit of website technology is the shopping cart. We changed the shopping cart on our store, not the checkout, but the shopping cart. And the main reason we did it was because there's a way to do just like upsell stuff like, oh, you ordered a Mark 1. Oh, you might want these ink refills or these notebooks or whatever, which obviously makes sense. And at first it was like, oh, we could drive some more revenue. But then we were thinking about it more. We we're like, actually, this is a really good UX too. Just from like, it's like if someone could push one oh, button, nice. and just like add on I just, refills. I just click the button. That's, that's, mm-hmm. this is attractive too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we like, we designed it, like we skinned it and put thought into it. But the technology is something we're using this service called Rebuy. And they're like huge e-commerce tech company, but so it's also nice. It's like a nice cart. And so that's <laughs> another funny. little. The more I click, the more different products it's showing me too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's like a an algorithm that we set in the back that's like if you do these products, recommend these products. Kind of. Thing. I'm up to two hundred and ninety five dollars now. Okay, I think I've got one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's so that's another thing where it's like a little experiment. Uh, it does work. Um, it's not like going to change the game, but it's just like, why don't we have this? Why don't we take the like week it takes to like get this really, not a solid week of our time, but it's like a week of time to like get this done and designed. Mm-hmm. So we're making some of those like changes and it feels good to be in like, a, we know what the modern e-commerce landscape is now and we are using some of the tools and then some of the tools we're not using on purpose. Like, But at least we're making those choices. Whereas before... We just like weren't making those design choices. We were just like, whatever. Uh, so it feels good to be kind of like swimming with the big fish and and uh, and kind of doing best practice stuff or either deciding not to do best practice stuff. I have one for mm-hmm. you. I want to get your opinion on this because it's talking about shopping carts. I find sometimes I go to a website and I'm like looking at stuff. I put something in a shopping cart and then I like, you know, it's like I just think i'll go back to it or whatever like sometimes for me i'm just checking like how much will this cost with shipping right and yeah mm-hmm, i haven't mm-hmm. necessarily made my mind up yet but i just want to see and then what i'll get frequently is like a day later hey do you want 10 percent off abandoned email yeah. have you yeah. considered some, anything like that like we yeah we already do have that, that currently oh, yeah. oh okay and it's 
we so that would be a prime example. As of you can see, I, I never abandoned the Studio Neat cart. That's right. You well, never, so you, never have, you have you have to buy what you just put in your cart right now. That two hundred and ninety five dollars or whatever. <laughs> said never. To, to avoid that email, Uh-oh. I'm sorry. You have to yeah. buy all that stuff. Now. Well, but also I I would be breaking my rule, right? Because I said I never abandoned the cart. That's right. So, yeah, exactly. Well, out um, for that. So yeah, so we that would so that would be a prime example of something we would be implementing now in this new phase if we didn't already have it. I don't remember when we implemented that, but it's several years. We've had that for okay. a while. Um, and so uh, again, that was like another another thing where it's like, how can we do this to where it doesn't feel annoying and it actually feels kind of helpful? Um, so the copy in it is, is like pretty personal. I think it's like, Hey, Dan here from studio need, like, please, if you had any questions about this, just email me and I'll like answer them. Um, and so I think we've had this implemented for probably at least five years, maybe longer. And I've gotten one email of someone that was like, I don't like that you're doing this (laughs) and everyone else either cares or doesn't care enough to email us or they email and they're like, thanks, this was helpful (laughs) or like, oh yes, I did have a question, you know, no. So it's like, to me, that data, there might be a lot of like subtly disgruntled people that just never email like that Mm -hmm. could totally be the case. But my impression of this is we've done it in a way that is not annoying people. Well, I think the thing that is, could be going on here. And I think this is clearly a question you're asking and answering. It's like, well, when people get that from you, they're just like, well, like every other company sends me these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just need to decide, and I think you have, if you're happy being considered as like every other e-commerce company. And mm-hmm. I think, and I, and again, like I understand you can, there are things that we, you know, you'll do differently within there, the language even that you use, but it's like people don't get mad because it's like, oh, every company will send me one. Yeah, it's table stakes mm-hmm. at this point. So it's like, I don't, you're not like, gonna I don't think anyone. it bothers people, right? But yeah. it's just mm-hmm. about, but like if you're still sending them three days later, I mean, and now we've mm-hmm. gone into yeah. like a different world. Yeah, then you that. get buggy. Yeah. 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 Well, so yeah. here's the, so here's the other ch- wrinkle with this is, so the one that we have right now is the one that's like off Shopify's platform and it's just like a plain text email. We have the tools right at our hands to be like, oh, you can make, uh, one that's specific, if you abandon a mark one, this exact thing happens and we could like sell, you know, like you could, we could go as far as we want in this design process. And so it's a nice to have those tools at our fingertips, but it's also this kind of glittering lure of like, mm-hmm. this is how you start being a gross e-commerce company is yeah. by like, you know, trying to squeeze every drop out of everything. And so it is this interesting space where it's like, but I think we'll find our way. Like maybe it just stays mm-hmm. a plain text email or maybe it's a plain text email, but there's product specific or I don't know, but it is, it's, it's nice. It feels nice to at least have considered all these things and then make the choice rather mm-hmm. than ignoring it. And, mm-hmm. But it, by the way, the card abandonment emails, the thing, it, they work really well. Like not just for us, but in the industry, like it's like a 60% open rate on them usually and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is a thing that, I think works or else people wouldn't do, you know, open them. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. I, we have a couple, there's a couple more like buckets there's that we could play in. There's like, um, you know, email marketing and like lead magnets for newsletter growth and 
some more upsell stuff. Or, but I think there's not going to be a lot more that we probably add on the like pure e-commerce technology side. Probably a little bit of um, post-purchase like email stuff, but hopefully it's like useful, you know, mm. like that. Try, we're, we haven't designed, we haven't gone through that thinking yet, but that's the, would be the goal is to, you know, email people, check it, basically like checking in and be like, hey, you've had this Mark 1 for like a month. Like, what? Like, is there any problems? Here's some things you might not know. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to really review? You know, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like if there are resources that you could create that could be useful to yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And also use that as a time to be like, leave us a review or whatever. Yeah. Or like, have you mm-hmm. considered, no, you know, you obviously love to spend. Have you considered a new notebook to write in or a pencil right. or whatever? Yeah. 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 But you can go crazy with that. I mean, the tools yeah. are right there to be like, make a 10 step email flow if someone purchases a pen. You know, yeah. and it's like it would be easy to design that, but is it the right thing? You know, <laughs> so it's very for the brand. You know, so it's it's interesting. Can you jingle us? Yeah, dance tech corner. Ooh, I don't think I don't think he was feeling up to it today. <laughs> no, I just wasn't thinking. I was just like a, it was like slam poetry. Mm. Oh yeah. You know? okay, can I read from the document? I always like to read from the document. Do yep. it. I like looking into your mind here. External battery pack for X capital R goggles. Oh, that yeah, that was just a weird autocorrect thing. Okay. I, I don't know what to do. I was like goggles. I, I, I haven't heard people refer to them as goggles very much, so uh, that's fun. What are people saying? Headset. Yeah, I don't even just know headset. what uh, headset. Okay. So I will set the stage here. There has been some potential reporting that Apple's headset product, their mixed reality headset product may potentially not have a battery in the headset itself, but there would be a cable that runs from the headset to a battery pack that you clip onto your belt or put in your pocket or something, which is apparently about two times the size in thickness of a, a iPhone Pro Max, but about kind of the dimensions of a Pro Max, and that you could maybe have a couple of these and just change out the... the yeah battery as needed this is to reduce heat and weight from the headset yeah. thank you Mike. why is it in this xr what's the typo there that is not the, the typo is just a capital r xr is typically refers to as mixed reality it's ar vr so like ar oh, vr oh, okay. you say XR. i thought there was some apple like leak of the name or something like, oh no apple no. reality is the name that people are going mm. for right now um so I saw when this rumor kind of came out, it seemed like it was almost a hundred percent just people dunking on it and being like, this seems ridiculous. Like there's no way this is true. And if it is true, that's terrible. There's two things I'll say about this. One is <laughs> I feel like so often, and I can't believe I haven't like thought of this before, but like when the rumors Come, are coming in and people are reacting to them it is like that old fable of the blind people feeling the elephant and they're all uh-huh. misidentifying it because they're just seeing different parts of it you know it's like the guy feels the trunk is like this this is a snake or he feels the leg and it's like this is a tall tree um you're not ever seeing the entire picture with these leaks and so it's a tricky thing to have like an honest reaction to them because you're only seeing a piece of it. The other thing I'll say is back when Apple uh, 
removed the headphone jack from the iPhone and Phil Schiller stood on stage and said, this was an act of courage to remove this headphone jack. And I think people probably correctly dunked on that as just kind of being ridiculous thing to say. If I, I, so giving the context of, we don't know the whole picture of this. We don't know exactly. Well, obviously we don't know if this is even true, but if Apple does release a AR VR headset that has a cord hanging from it with a battery pack that you put in your pocket or clip to your belt or whatever, I think that actually would qualify to be said as courageous because I agree with you. <laughs> it is so it is so easy to dunk on a surface level that the amount of courage it would take to say you have to trust us. Like this is the best way to do this. You do not want a battery stuck to your head. Like we've obviously tried that. Like there's been extensive R&D. Like this seems ridiculous on the surface. This seems backwards like we're moving to AirPods and like wireless things like coming back to a wire that's going in your pocket seems not the future and it seems like the reverse direction. But you have to trust us. Like we we we've gone through the design revisions and like this is actually the best way to do this type of product. Again, I'm saying this, we don't know the story. We don't know if this is even true, but it's like, if this actually comes to pass where this is the thing where it does have a physical wire, I think that's pretty gutsy to, uh, to be willing to put something out and say, look, we believe in this so much that this wire wasn't enough of a deterrent to move forward with it because we think it's so compelling for these reasons. I, I want them to do it. I genuinely want the battery pack because what that will say is that for at least this first or second version, they are prioritizing power, like like um, not like battery power, like capability. Mm-hmm. Because I think that for this to work, Apple have to be able to show that their technology is superior, like that mm-hmm. their yeah. operating system the paradigms, the way things work, look, and act, it has to be significantly superior to what is available already, especially if they're going to be charging thousands of dollars for these things to start with. Like, I think they need to be able to say, look at what we can do now, like right now. And this is the beginning of a journey, right? But like right now we can do all of this and look how good this is and look how great this looks. And if they need to put a beefy, powerful chip in the headset to do that, and then because of that, they have to remove the battery because the battery gets too hot. Like I am totally on board with that. Like as an idea, mm-hmm. because I also want, I, we're assuming that this is only a power cable, but uh, why, why can't it not be that? Like, why can't the processing be in the brick? Like, yeah, I yeah. would. I would guess well, that's an interesting. I would guess it's, just, it's, just it's, so, it's so fu- it's so funny if the if the processing is in the brick and the battery. It's like that's so close to being an iPhone. Like, why don't they just plug these things into an iPhone and like <laughs> hey, that hey, the brains? <laughs> hey Dan, guess what? You just set their product roadmap for the next eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. It's like well, yeah, um, of course. You first, it's plugged into the phone. Then when the battery, when the power gets enough for the glasses or whatever, it's wireless, but it's using mm-hmm. your phone to like do the processing. Yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, I would, like I would, I would guess they wanna for this first version. Again, it's so funny to talk about this because, like I said, we don't know the full picture. But the it's the argument that 
the argument to have the thing be only a battery is like hot swapping, basically. Like you don't want to have to yeah. have multiple chips that you're paying for, yeah. you know, in every pack. But you, you could do that with one. a pack, like just like just hot swap the battery in the pack. Like, the, but the, I'm just the, saying, the, then you're everything you're buying like has this chip in it that you don't really need because no, no, no. You know what I'm saying is the battery just comes off the pack. Oh yeah, like there's the an iPhone with a removable battery. Yeah, and, or yeah, or I mean, like I mean, it already works for MagSafe, right? You just like put a MagSafe, you just slap mm-hmm. it on yeah. there for extra yeah. power. So yeah. <laughs> here's my here's here's the thing that I think is interesting to this about me. like if you were approaching this problem from a technology first principles point of view, and you're like doing high level feasibility testing for this thing, there's the theoretical dis- theoretical discussion that you have at the beginning with a bunch of engineers, which is like, this is what we want this to do capability wise. The engineers are immediately going to say. This is the power you need. This is the heat that's going to be made. Here's the battery life. Those are, you cannot move those things. They're incontrovertible, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they, if they're doing this, that they like made the choice really early on to be like, okay, we're just going to put that power somewhere else. That's like, to me, that shows that they are serious about the capabilities that this thing has. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like when Google did this 10 years ago or whatever, they're like, uh, we're really interested in this glasses idea, just glasses, glasses, glasses. And they didn't think about the capability first. They were just uh-huh, like, uh-huh. let's do this as a user experience, human interaction experiment. Uh-huh. Ooh, won't uh-huh. it be interesting? But Apple's like, no, no, no. We're going to actually, what is the experience we want? What do we need to power that? And then the answer really quickly was, uh, you can't do that in thin glasses on your face, like zero chance. Uh-huh. And so... They're like, okay, well, I guess we'll do this. And so to me, I don't know, that's, that's the interesting thing about it is it's like, it's one of the, it's like physics. You just can't get around this. There's no right. design tricks. And there's not going to be a design trick in five years from now either. Like, yeah. Yeah. this will remain a problem for a long time. Battery density is not getting better. There is, like, any in the very near term. In and a, so yeah. there's not some technological break, breakthrough coming down the pike. And so um, to me, this means like, yeah, but it does make sense from a product point of view that, like, yeah, maybe your iPhone could run this eventually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem that crazy to me to have a cable going probably down your back. Yeah, well, I don't I think mean, it, it is either. It depends, it depends what you're comparing it to. It's like if you're comparing it to the, the VR headsets of, you know, seven years ago where it's like you're tethered to a PC, then it's yeah. like, oh, this is so much better. But if you're comparing it to a thing that's only a headset, then, you know, I could see. But that doesn't exist. Well, Isn't that the, what the, the, meta quest the quest stuff is all just, But yeah. that's not, but it's not real, like in the same way. Like, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. There is no thin, I mean, like glasses. Oh, oh, oh. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. something that actually feels fashion forward, like something that someone would actually wear, like AirPods. The, the closest uh, is the Ray Ban, um, like, but they're, they're, all they're doing is just like, they're just like the Snapchat spectacles, but Facebook, yeah. right? That's yeah, like the yeah, close, like, but like that, well, that's not really anything. You're just taking a picture, yeah. right? Like it's nothing. Not, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, the obviously other, Apple, like they're gonna, if they're gonna buy into this, they're gonna, they're, who knows what they're doing, but they're like, yeah. they obviously will have some crazy display technology in the lenses that's new that only mm-hmm. they can do. And then, yeah, like the other, real. so the other, the other rumor that's exciting is like, all of the camp, the outward facing cameras, like what they're doing, where there's not the r- current rumors, like there's going to be no controller, unlike the Quest or some of these other ones. Like it's all your hands. It's like they're seeing your hands and you're manipulating the interface mm. 
with just your hand gestures. Um, but what I was going to say is like, yeah, to me, the cord with the external battery pack is like such a non-issue if this product ends up being compelling to me because it's like every time I sit at my computer, I'm putting these gigantic headphones on yep. with a cord. You know, yep. if I'm talking to someone, I have this microphone on an arm like in front of me. Like I know I, that's unusual. Like most people have these thin laptops and they use AirPods and that's not their experience. But for me, it's like I already feel like I'm plugging into the Matrix. Like every time I sit at my computer yeah. anyway. So it's, rig, actually, bro. it's it's not a far leap for me no. to like put a, put ski goggles on or whatever. Like that's not a, actually a big Especially impediment because- for me. It, this is even better in that it is tethered to something that is also on your body. So, like, if yeah. you want to move, yeah. you're already moving. Like, it's exactly. You know, yeah. it, it, as you said, like, it's not like when we all tried Oculus for the first time and they had like six thick cables coming out of them all attached to a PC that was like yeah. stationary <laughs> in the corner, right? Like, it's not like yeah. that. It's a different thing. It's like Sony's about to bring out the PlayStation VR 2 and mm. they're doing one cable to the PlayStation. So like mm, that is going to mm. be more complicated because the PlayStation is a stationary yeah. object. Yeah. But it will enable for them PlayStation 5 graphics on your face. Mm. Yeah. So like yeah. that's worth it because that's probably going to be games-wise the most immersive that's mm-hmm. available on the market right now because mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5 looks incredible. And now you're going to get that experience like on the face. Like there have been yeah. some previews of people that played Gran Turismo and it's like, well, it just looks as good as Gran Turismo looks on my TV graphics wise. But now yeah. I'm in the car. It's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what yeah, is Apple cool. going to do with this? It's not a gaming know. thing. And I don't think that is the question. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, I know, I know it's a question. question, but it's, it's not so not going to be in my, it's going to be consumer facing. It's not going to be like, Oh, this is for industry people to like get instructions to fix oil rigs, you know, like the Microsoft. No, like, yeah, but I, I so, think I would I would guess the like this is Zoom, but way better. Like conferencing is going to be part a pretty big part of the mm-hmm. story. You think? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you will get and you will join these virtual spaces with your coworkers or your friends, and it's going to feel so amazing and immersive, and uh, like that'll be a fun thing. I think gaming like- is gonna. I think they are going to make gaming part of the story. It's not going to be the entire story. And that's going to be interesting to see how they tell that story. And if they're able to convince anyone that they actually can do it. Do it. Uh, Yeah. yeah. If they want to get gaming work, they have to have some kind of compatible controller. Like Mm. hand gestured gaming is like, there will be some games that that will work for. But if you want any of the large titles on anywhere else, like they have to go with some kind of compatible controller. Is the is the PlayStation VR experience? Are you still just using a PlayStation controller, or is there a different controller? They've created Oculus like controllers, so they're like one in each one hand in each type hand, things. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. interesting. Well, it's, I I mean, to me, that tracks just like an iPhone where you, or like well, Apple TV, let's say, where it's like you can get either a third party or some other if you're really going to use it for gaming you can get a controller, but the hand-based stuff is for the stuff that Apple wants to do, which mm-hmm. you said yeah. is like interfacey like meetings and stuff like that. Just like tapping menus, basically. I mean, if mm-hmm. they can truly make that work, because like, I've tried it on the meta stuff. They have it, and it works, but it doesn't work great. Like it mm-hmm. work, Like sometimes mm-hmm. you like look at your hands, and your hand flies up into the ceiling, right? Like <laughs> It works, but not always. If Apple, Apple can really truly that. do that, where like if yeah. I could like 
look at my hand and start scrolling a list of something, right? Like it's my iPhone. If they can do that, like that's yeah, that's gonna be yeah. Very the thing that gives me the thing that gives me confidence is just like how long. I know it's like a different thing, but just like think of how many years they've been doing like the lidar stuff on iPads and the AR stuff on iPads and uh, just all their camera face ID. Like they're all they've been doing. Like let's look at the world and interpret it and figure out where things are. Like for a long for several years, mm-hmm. so. I feel like they've they've had uh, some runway there. They're not just like totally fresh to these type of things. Do, have we? Do we know? Have we heard much about the like how much is AR versus VR or the mix? Because it seems like such a wild thing. Yeah. To say it's a mix because yeah, <laughs> I could see if it was like pure AR and it's like oh, these are just thin glasses that give you a heads up display and it's done really well because it's Apple. Yeah. But is there? But I, I really, really doubt Apple would make basically like what amounts to a VR headset, but that somehow has like transparency mode or something. Oh, that's 100% you know? what they're doing. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be a VR headset. Apparently we'll have a digital crown on it. So you can like dial the amount of world you uh-huh. want in your vision. But, but are like, you seeing, are you seeing through glass or are you no. seeing a camera? Seeing through through camera feed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is how people the, are not going to walk doing. around the world with that. Well, no, but they're not no. expecting that. This is a yeah. you do this in your house thing. Yeah, like with maybe in ten years there'll be a pair of glasses yeah, you wear yeah, on your yeah. face, right? Yeah. But like for the beginning, this is like, hey, look at this thing we've made. It does all this stuff. Will you buy it and see if Please? you like it and also develop for it, right? Like that because yeah. they yeah. N- apparently again, this is a lot of rumors, but like you know, I work in this world. Apple are expecting. A one million units in the first year, which is for them nothing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. apparently, the the latest rumor is they are going to sell this thing basically at cost. Now, the at yeah. cost is still probably going to be between two to three thousand dollars, but this is something that me and Jason were talking about an upgrade of like, if they're serious about this and it's going to be expensive, they should not be looking at a thirty to forty percent profit margin on it. Like this no, is they a just want to get do users. it they now, get, yeah. get it out, sell it for as much as you can make it. Because if this is a ten-year plan for you, if you try and make thirty percent on it, you'll stumble in year one. Right? They can make a lot of time. Yeah, they have, so much they have to matter. for a long time. And it's for like, a million units, you have all the money in the world, right? Like thirty <laughs> million dollars lost is nothing to them. Nothing it doesn't matter. You lose mm-hmm. billions on it. Like, it's going to be fine, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you really mean it. Like, because again, yeah. well, it's like and people make jokes about it, but this is what Mark Zuckerberg is choosing to do right now. Like, yeah. he is yeah. choosing yeah. to burn billions to make this work for them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all know that AR glasses and this kind of thing is a part of the future. In a big way. It's, it's the only thing we can imagine. That, that's that's yeah. where I come down on it. Of like, I think this will work, but I am aware of the fact of like, if people are look, if technology companies are looking, like what could there be? This is the only thing of like, yeah. what could be mm-hmm. the next iPhone? I don't yeah. know that that mm-hmm. says it will be the next iPhone, but it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the only <laughs> thing that they have available to them as an avenue of unexplored technology which could yeah. interrupt our lives. Smartwatches didn't do it, and mm-hmm. they're not going to do it. Maybe well, yeah, but AR it didn't interrupt our lives, but everyone has one. Like, Enough I would say that they were... 
But it, it isn't I, an iPhone-like product, though, right? Like, no. It didn't change no. the world. They haven't changed the world. And I think this is what all these companies are looking I for. I will say this, though. I will say this. I don't think we have a little bit straight different situation with my kids and, like, technology. But I bet we will first get our kids Apple Watches with cellular and not give them a phone mm-hmm. until they're, like, much older. Like, I don't know, 14 yeah, or something. Yeah, but that's not what they want. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, the Apple, I think there might be a, I could see a lot more people, like, doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think the game is over in terms of, like, what smartwatches will be. Mm-mm. Like, I I think that there'll be a much more flexible array yeah. of, like, devices that you carry with I you. I mean, own. honestly, they may come into their own when we're wearing AR glasses, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. like, the combo of the AR glass and the smartwatch, that's your life like that's it you know yeah but it's like you know i don't i don't remember honestly now like i don't remember 2015 i don't remember if there was talk about whether the apple watch was going to be the next iphone but no i I don't remember like i don't don't you know but i i know that apple tried to present it as such right like in in their original like you know, look at these important things that we've launched in our history. Like they set it up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I Um, think it's the, that's also the wrong lens to look through. Like the iPhone is a once in a generation, like consumer product. Like, Oh, I agree with you. If the goggles are as successful as the Apple watch, I think that would be awesome. Or the AirPods. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. What is the stat on the AirPods? It's like the AirPods. If you take them as a business by themselves, they're like, and they're like a top 50. <laughs> I think it would be right. Yeah, it, it would be way up there. I, I think it might it be is. higher than top 50. Like it's, but it would be a huge company in America if it was just that on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look that up because it, it's just shocking. It's like, it's just like, oh, okay. This is a really big thing. It seems like it's not a big deal, but it's huge. Yeah, Twitter, Spotify, and Square combined. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think it's a There is something deal. funny about AirPods being a bigger business than Spotify. Yeah. Like, that, there's just something funny in that got, to me. Gotta sell the, gotta sell the hardware, man. That's, yep. that's the business to be in. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 94.